0: This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. Today it's time to talk about insurable interest. It can be said generally that anyone has an insurable interest in property who derives a benefit from its existence or would suffer a loss from its destruction. Probably the easiest to understand definition of what is insurable interest an insurable interest in property is defined as any right benefit or advantage arising out of or dependent thereon or any liability in respect thereof or any relation to or concern therein of such a nature that it might be so affected by the contemplated peril as to directly damnify the insured. Damnify is old English for hurt, harm, do damage to. The term interest, as used in the phrase insurable interest, is not limited to property or ownership in the subject matter of the insurance. An insurable interest in property may arise from some liability which an insured incurs with relation thereto. Such liability may arise by force of statute or by contract or may be fixed by law from the obligations which the insured assumes. Moreover, an insurable interest in property does not necessarily imply a property interest in or a lien upon or possession of the subject matter of the insurance, and neither the title nor a beneficial interest is requisite to the existence of such an interest. It is sufficient that the insured is so situated with reference to the property that he would be liable to loss should it be injured or destroyed by the peril against which it is insured. For instance, although a person has no title legal or equitable in the property and neither possession nor right to possession, yet he has an insurable interest therein if it is primarily charged in either law or equity with a debt or obligation for which he is secondarily liable, insurable interest is a keystone of the concept of insurance. Safeguarding the insurer against the risk that arises if one who will receive the monetary benefit from loss of the insured property or life in the case of life insurance has no interest in the property not being destroyed. It is well settled across the United States that having title or an ownership interest is not the sole basis For having an insurable interest in property. Rather, the test of insurable interest in property is whether the insured has such a right title or interest therein, a relation thereto, that he will be benefited by its preservation and continued existence, or will suffer a direct pecuniary loss from its destruction or injury by the peril insured against. I could personally purchase a policy of insurance insuring against the risk of loss of your house. I have no interest in your house. I can't be hurt if your house burns to the ground. I can buy the insurance policy by lying to an insurer that I have an insurable interest in it, but since I have none, if there is a loss, I can collect nothing on that insurance policy because... I have no insurable interest in your house. Originally, the statutory requirement of insurable interest was intended to prevent wagering on human lives with regard to life insurance. The concept was soon expanded to property insurance. No insurance contract on property, or of any interest therein or arising therefrom, shall be enforceable except for the benefit of persons having, at the time of the loss, an insurable interest in the things insured. To have an insurable interest, the insured must derive a direct, pecuniary loss from the subject matter of the contract. The loss cannot be indirect or sentimental an insurable interest in an insurance policy is determined not by the label attached to the insured's property but by whether the insured will suffer a pecuniary loss due to the destruction of the property florida for example by statute provides section 627.405 comma 2 which provides 1. No contract of insurance of property or any interest in property or arising from property shall be enforceable as to the insurance except for the benefit of persons having an insurable interest in the things insured as at the time of loss. 2. Insurable interest as used in this section means any actual, lawful, and substantial economic interest in the safety or preservation of the subject of the insurance free from loss, destruction, or pecuniary damage or impairment. Three, the measure of an insurable interest in property is the extent to which the insured might be damnified by loss, injury, or impairment. Similarly, California, by statute, defines insurable interest as follows, Every interest in property, or any relation thereto, or liability in respect thereof, of such a nature that a contemplated peril might directly damnify the insured is an insurable interest. This is California Insurance Code Section 281. First-party property insurance is described as a contract of personal indemnity. The insurer promises to indemnify the first party, the insured, in the event the insured incurs a loss as a result of one of the perils insured against by the wording of the policy. Insurance does not follow title to the land. The insurer makes a promise to the first party, the insured, that if there is a loss to property in which the insured has an interest, to pay indemnity for the loss, but, however, only Up to the amount of that insurable interest. Failure to be an insured named on the policy, or by definition, regardless of the extent of the insurable interest, deprives the person of a right to the benefits of the policy. Failure to maintain an insurable interest, even if named as an insured by the policy, deprives the person of the right to the benefits of the policy. When a contract to purchase property terminates the purchaser's insurable interest, it is extinguished. Where an insurable interest does not exist at the time the contract for insurance was made, the insurance contract is void from its inception. It is well settled across the country, that an insurable interest in property is not necessarily synonymous with absolute property rights. An insurable interest in property does not necessarily imply a property interest in or a lien upon or possession of the subject matter of the insurance, and neither title nor a beneficial interest is requisite to the existence of such an interest. In general, an insurable interest exists when a party has such a relation or concern with the subject matter insured that the party will derive pecuniary benefit or advantage from its preservation or suffer pecuniary loss or damage from its destruction. It is essential, however, that there be a nexus between the loss to the insured and the damage to the insured property for the interest to be insurable. The burden of establishing the existence of an insurable interest rests on the insured. And to obtain indemnity after establishing the identity as an insured, with an insurable interest, the insured must also fulfill the promises he or she made to prove its loss and cooperate with the insurer's investigation. Now, a contract of personal indemnity is what is the meaning of every first-party property policy. And when an adjuster or a lawyer is investigating a first-party property claim, the adjuster must always ascertain that the owner or a person with some other insurable interest in the property, is the person insured, and that the person insured has an interest in the property. Failure to do so could result in the insurer paying the wrong person, or paying a person with no right to the benefits promised by the policy. Proceeds of a policy upon the interest of an insured are not subject to the claims of others, who have an interest in the property but are not named as an insured or who do not qualify as insureds by definition. For example, consider a fictitious Mrs. Jones who is allowed to live rent-free in a home owned by her children. Mrs. Jones purchases in her name alone a policy of homeowners insurance insuring her against the risks of loss to the structure and its contents. If a fire destroys the house, Mrs. Jones can recover because her interest in the house is an insurable interest. This means she has an interest in the property that will allow her to recover for the loss of the property if it is lost, damaged, or destroyed. Mrs. Jones's children, the owners of the home, also have an insurable interest in the house but are not insured under mrs jones's policy and may not may not recover any proceeds from her policy in california as in most states in common parlance we speak of a house being insured but strictly speaking it is not the house but the interest of the owner of the house or the person occupying it or using it that is insured, and whether that interest is founded upon a legal title, an equitable title, a lien, or such other lawful interest as will produce a direct and certain pecuniary loss to the insured by its destruction, he or she has an insurable interest. Only a person who is both an insured and who has an insurable interest may obtain indemnity from a policy of first-party insurance. In the leading case of Russell v. Williams, a 1962 decision of the California Supreme Court, it stated the rule as follows, it is a principle of long standing that a policy of fire insurance does not does not insure the property covered thereby but is a personal contract indemnifying the insured against loss resulting from the destruction of or damage to his interest in that property. Close quote. The property is not insured against destruction the insured is guaranteed against loss to the extent of his insurable interest, not exceeding the amount stipulated by the policy as the maximum limit it will pay in the event of a loss. When the betterments and improvements installed in the building passed to the owner at the expiration of a lease, in part consideration for the rent, the tenant could not sell them or remove or recover their value. It therefore had a limited insurable interest, the right to use them until the expiration of the lease, while the owner would have a 100% insurable interest in the property. As a contract of personal indemnity, the first-party property insurance policy only insures the person named in the policy against certain risks of loss in which that person has an interest. A person who has an interest in the property but is not named as an insured cannot recover under the policy. Similarly, a person named on a policy who has no interest cannot recover. No one can recover indemnity on a first-party property policy unless they have an insurable interest in the property and are named as an insured or by definition are an insured of the policy. This video was adapted from uh, my book Zelma on Insurance Claims Part 101, 3rd edition, which is available as both a paperback and as a Kindle book from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you, please pass it on to your colleagues. It's free. And please also subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Rumble channel and click on the like and the Rumble buttons as you do. And please also subscribe to my blog or my Substack publication so that you can learn about future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.